turn off the lights. Lock your doors. It's the dead of night. <laughs> a green thumb. Others are not. And then there's George Becker. You could say George has a way with plants. Just ask his wife. She's about to discover that nothing stays buried in the dead of night. My name is Rose Becker. I'm 40 years old and I live in Rockford, Connecticut. There isn't much time. I must tell you my story before it's too late. You may not believe it. I'm not even sure if I believe it myself. It started two days ago when I found George working in that damned garden of his. George? George? I'm in the garden. There you are. I should have known. What's that supposed to mean? You spend more time in this garden than you do with me, your own wife. Gee, I'm sorry. I had no idea you were so jealous. Don't patronize me. What do you want, Rose? Or did you come all the way out here just to start a fight? Actually, I was going to ask you what you wanted for dinner tonight, my darling. Why don't you surprise me? Fine. Dinner will be ready in an hour. Great. George sure could push my buttons. Granted, I'm not the easiest person to live with either. But that night, he pushed me too far. Mmm, dinner smells good. George! He stood there with a smug smile on his face, still holding his precious gardening shears in one hand. Behind him on the floor was a trail of dirty footprints. What's the matter? Look at this mess! Sometimes I swear you're worse than a child. It's just dirt. And I'm the one who always has to clean it up. Look, I don't care what you do in that stupid garden of yours. Don't bring it into the house. <laughs> this isn't funny. <laughs> stop laughing, George. I mean it. <laughs> I said stop it. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. So I hit him. Or at least I tried. George took a step back, dodging my fist. But his foot got caught in the leg of one of the kitchen chairs, and he tripped. What? He landed on the gardening shears. The rusty blade sliced him open like a fish, and his guts spilled out all over the kitchen floor. Oh my god! George! George! Rose. What, my darling? I hope... Yes? You rot in hell. Those were his final words. I hope you rot in hell. It was just a freak accident. One of those strange but true stories you read on the internet... But in George's eyes, I killed him. As those words started to sink in, my mind began to race. 
What would the neighbors think when they saw the coroner taking George out of our house in a body bag? They always heard us fighting. Would they also think I had murdered my husband? That's when I knew there was only one thing I could do. I'd have to get rid of the body myself. I wrapped George up in an old tarp I found in the garage. Then I started to clean the kitchen. By the time I finished, it was well past midnight. The street was silent, and I was sure our neighbors were sound asleep, so I took George's body to the garden. I figured it would make him happy to be buried in the place he loved most. After I finished burying George, I replanted his prized petunias on top of the grave. As I toiled in the dirt, my mind began to wander. I realized our marriage had been anything but happy lately, but how was I supposed to feel? I wasn't sad. That much I knew. Then, to my surprise, I started to laugh. <laughs> next day, I slept in and awoke to the sound of the doorbell ringing. I threw on my robe and ran downstairs. I'm coming! I'm coming! Larry! Afternoon, Rose! Hey, did I wake you up or something? It was Larry Nesbitt, our next-door neighbor. Larry considered himself a close, personal friend of my husband's, even though George couldn't stand the guy. Neither could I, for that matter. I... I must have overslept. Oh, nice. You out partying all night or what? Can I help you, Larry? I was just wondering if old Georgie had time to come over and maybe watch the game. All of a sudden, the events from last night came flooding back to me. I tried my best to act normal, but I was sure Larry could see the guilt written all over my face. Um, George isn't home. Oh. Oh, when will he be back? I'm... Not sure. He's in New York, you see. On business. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, he's sure gonna be ticked when he comes home and sees his garden, huh? <laughs> what? What do you mean? Well, it's all overgrown with weeds. Weeds? After I got rid of Larry, I ran out to the garden to see for myself. <gasps> I couldn't believe my eyes. There were weeds growing on top of weeds, as if the garden hadn't been touched all summer. But how was that possible? Then, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something shimmering in the grass. A garden hoe. Before I knew what I was doing, I picked it up and started to attack the weeds, chopping them into little pieces. I don't know how long I was in the garden. It could have been five minutes, or it could have been five hours, but by the time I had hacked up every last weed, I was completely drenched in sweat, and my hands were bloody and blistered. I returned to the house and took a long, hot shower, watching as my blood swirled down the tub drain. When I came out, I felt refreshed, invigorated. But as I got dressed, I glanced out the window at the garden. 
Not only had the weeds returned, but there seemed to be twice as many as before. I quickly finished getting dressed and ran out to George's tool shed. I tore the shed apart from top to bottom until I found what I was looking for. A bottle of heavy-duty weed killer. I also found the spray canister I bought George for his birthday last year. I poured the weed killer into the canister, strapped the tank to my back, and headed outside. The vines were stretched across the yard, like fingers reaching out to grab me. I pointed the nozzle at the tangle of nettles closest to me and squeezed the trigger, dousing them with the weed killer. The vines seemed to shrink away from me as if they were actually afraid. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's the only way I can describe it. I continued to spray the weeds, watching as they withered and died before my eyes. I didn't stop until I ran out of weed killer, and the entire yard was saturated with a toxic cocktail. As I stood in front of the tool shed, the tank still strapped to my back, I could have sworn I heard the dying weeds screaming in agony. Exhausted, I went back inside, collapsed on the bed, and drifted off to sleep. In my dreams, I heard George calling to me from beyond the grave. I saw myself getting out of the bed and going to the window, overlooking the garden. To my horror, I discovered George, standing among the weeds, staring up at me with glowing red eyes. Why are you doing this, George? Because you murdered me. was an accident! <laughs> As he stood there laughing, his arm suddenly turned into vines and shot up at the bedroom window. Before I could do anything to defend myself, George's vine-like hands wrapped around my neck. I clawed at them, trying to pull them off. But they just squeezed tighter and tighter. Then I woke up. At first I thought I had dreamt the whole thing, that George was still alive and well. If I just looked out the window, I'd find him working in the garden. But then I realized that all those horrible things had happened, and George was still dead. I glanced over at the digital alarm clock next to the bed, it was the middle of the night, and the room was pitch black. So I reached over and turned on the light. Ah! That's when I saw the bedroom window. It was covered in weeds. They seemed to sense me watching them and started to press against the glass. I sat there for a moment, unable to move. My legs felt like two tree trunks rooted to the floor. The window shattered into a million shards of glass, and the weeds spilled into the room. As those hideous serpent-like vines squirmed and writhed across the hardwood floor toward the bed, I finally jumped up and stumbled out of the room. I ran downstairs to the front door. I jerked open the door to find the front porch crawling with more weeds. In fact, the entire house was covered. I quickly shut the door before any more could get in and ran into the only safe place I could think of. The wine cellar. I bolted the door and flipped the switch to turn on the lights. They flickered once, 
twice. And then went black again. The bastards had cut the power! I realized now that I never should have buried George in the garden. It was a mistake. And he's going to make me pay for it. I don't know how much longer the cellar door can hold. It's just a matter of time, I guess. And then... George and I will be together again. Hello. Another blood-curdling tale, guaranteed to keep you awake in the dead of night. <laughs>